Welcome back to part two of our conversation with designated drinker, owner and head scientist, like I said before, of Mimi's Handmade Ice Cream, Roland Amore. So if you've missed part one, go back and belly up to that bar and give it a listen first. We promise to save the seat right here for you. Right, Gina? We do, but I'm not saying any more ice cream. I didn't think you were. <laughs> so, sorry everyone. I mean, this is too good. So in part one, Roland, you shared um, your journey, uh, your career journey, some of your uh, worldly travels and how the influences you picked up along the way, um, and kind of a little bit how you craft these delicious treats. Um, so before we go any further in part two, um, will you tell our listeners, just in case they didn't catch part one, um, what is it that you're serving up at Mimi's? What I'm serving up is probably some of the best ice cream you'll ever get. There you go. Okay? What, I'm bringing, what I'm bringing is is many, many years of experience cooking, even though I've never been a professional cook. But uh, through the experience, you know, I've been, uh, I've been cooking since I was seven years old. My mother was sick in bed, and my father, I grew up in an Italian neighborhood, and my father had to have dinner every night, so from bed, my mother directed me, and I never stopped cooking. But what happens after cooking for so long, you, you develop a very good sense of flavors. You develop a very good sense yeah. of, uh, uh, of uh, preparation methods and so forth. So I rely on those instincts to bring flavors. I want to bring flavors nobody else is bringing, and I want to, uh, you know, I want to just expand the universe. It's interesting, in the 1800s, the ice cream uh, selection variety is much greater than you see today or you did uh, up until about 10 years ago as now more flavors are re reintroduced. We had become much more conservative in our taste, but I want to open that up. I want to broaden it up. So I told you it was a scientist. He said want to broaden the universe. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here <laughs> for it. <laughs> I'm just going to be here for it. I there decided. you go. Um, well, then maybe we should just start this episode off the way it should be when you've got okay. all this. Let's go to lychee. Mimi's Do you remember anything what we learned about the lychee or no? Yeah, of course. What? I used to eat them all the time when I lived in Hawaii. No, what did we from the last episode when we had it? That they are not dragon fruit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're too funny. There's a very good story behind lychee. Tell us, tell us the story. You know, lychee uh, basically comes from southern China, Guang, Guangzhou. And... Oh. Um, even has still bits of fruit in it still. I'm sorry. I, I Please. use fresh lychees. So good. I use fresh lychee in here. Anyway, uh, the emperor, the emperor in the Tang Dynasty, the emperor, one of his favorite concubines, loved lychee, but they only grew down in uh, what we call Canton or Guangzhou in China, near Hong Kong or in that area in southern China, and you take them off the tree. Within one day, they changed their color. Second day, they changed their taste. So. You had to eat them right away. This is years before refrigeration, of course. But anyway, so the, uh, the, the emperor had uh, his version of a Pony Express. Oh. Okay, and which not only for these, but for everything. But every day, a pouch would be uh, prepared out of Canton, China. And each horse would ride, I don't know, maybe 10 miles an hour. And yeah. the handoff would go to the next horse and so forth. And every day, the, concub uh, the uh, emperor's favorite concubine had her lychee nuts. Wow. Oh my God. That's crazy. Also delicious. I know. All right. 
I don't believe you. There's only lychee in here, so I, I I need to know. Is there rose water in there? No. There's just there... a little water in there, a little bit of sugar, a little magic dust. But other than that, it's, oh, it's pretty straightforward. The magic dust is that the cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew there were only. Way more fun. <laughs> this has the most beautiful aromatic to it. I mean, literally. And like, I, I love, I love lychees. And like, sometimes it does taste like a little bit like fruity pebbles or like rose water or something like that. But like, oh my god, that's so good. It's really delicious. So, all right. So again, this is a sorbet. This is a sorbet. It's prepared prepared with water, and. Uh, I can't keep it on my in my dipping case. I can see why. Can it see it why. keeps jumping, I, and I'm out there buying. I'm literally buying lychees, fresh lychees, by the case. Wow. I mean, this is crazy good. Do you take them on your horse? Do you? Uh, do yeah. You see? <laughs> Can I do yeah. another one? Go ahead. No. Yeah, my, my horse is okay, called Federal see. Express. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I do like Federal Express. Look at Alex's mm. face. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna give her one. We're gonna give her one. All right. All right. We're doing. Let's just. So, Gene, before we jump into the next one, tell me, what would you craft with that one? That one just feels like it's just begging for to be a cocktail. I mean, I mean, honestly, sake would be the first thing that comes to Ooh. mind, just because it's like, like a sake martini with yeah. it. But honestly, the base is so lovely. I feel like honestly, like champagne would just be nice with that. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? Just like a little champagne floater. I'm sure you've done that before, right? Just no, champagne. I haven't, but I will. We'll yeah. wait and see. Thank, <laughs> yeah. thank you for the great yeah, idea. Yeah, I just think champagne and like just like maybe like a, a lemon twist and like that. Yeah. Would be, then that's done. And it's you beautiful. Would do a, a something drier like a champagne. Like yeah, a dry, I would. Like I mean, it's really beautiful. It's very well balanced. Like really nicely. Like it's again. So like ice cream sorbets, all of this, right? Like just like mixing cocktails. Everybody can make this thing, right? But it's knowing when to stop, how long the machine's in there, how long you're gonna, how much sugar you're putting in, what your brick level is gonna be before you put it in. It's a lot, and yeah. like, that's what makes the difference, right? Between craft, yeah. the craft, exactly, yeah. it's the craft. And this is really delicious. So I don't believe that you've only been making this for 18 months. I feel like this might've been something you've made a long time. Maybe at home. Oh, I've made ice cream at home, of course, yeah. throughout the years. In fact, when I come back from Europe or uh, uh, or, or Asia, I have a little home ice cream maker. My my children and I would my my daughter Mimi, Mimi's, yeah, and my daughter Alexandra, and we would we would make ice creams, and we'd re actually we'd recreate a whole meal that was on that trip. Whether I'm, I'm coming from whether it was nyonya food from from Malaysia or or something from Singapore or Hong Kong or or, or you know China Beijing, uh, so we would make the whole thing and then I would take some of their dessert uh, concepts and either make them like that or uh, convert them into an ice cream. And that's how lychee was born. That's really cool. And you did that for your kids. Yeah, well, I enjoyed it too, you know. No, I know. Like, that's very nice. What a really great way to like come home, like a, like a food memory for their for your children. Well, you got to remember the Italian tradition is through food. That's the of cloth. Course. That's the fabric that brings the family together. My father, a first generation here, my father's from Italy, mm -hmm. and like we've always ate Italian food stuff like that. He never was like, oh, we're gonna make. Um, you know, anything but Italian food, but 100% all of our food memories are definitely, you know, deep in family, like deep in like, huh. in arguments between aunts that, 
you know, whose uh, sauce is better or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, oh, I know those arguments. Or, or yeah, or, or, she, or she can't possibly make the sauce because she's not 100%, you know, <laughs> I mean, the whole thing. But this is, I mean, I have two little girls at home, and um, I never thought about that memory, like, when I traveled to bring back, like, what I, maybe I had experienced to let them have a little bit of experience. That's really cool. Yeah, that's a cool thing to yeah, add. I do love that. But dogs, my dogs wouldn't care. <laughs> they really fuck it, right? Hey, did you yeah. bring me a snack? Do I have a treat? Do I have a yeah. treat? <laughs> that's great. Does it though. have eyes? I, I want to eat it. I think that's something you should. Um, All right, add to your. Uh, well, cool. I think it's. I think it's. Do I think it. it's interesting that our last flavor that is going to be the Italian ice. There you go. And it, over here it says it says hold for you, but like here's what I read first: Holy Sun. That's what I. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized that that's not the right thing. Um. All right, so this is going to be tough for me because I am from. New York, lemon ice is a big deal because we have the lemon ice king, right? Been Corona Park since forever. This has dairy in it, correct? No, that, no. that is pure Italian lemon ice. It's a sorbet, but it's Italian lemon ice. Oh, so good. There's nothing. Sorry, I'm listening. It's just, it's so clean. I mean, it's like, you almost know, just like licking lemons. <laughs> you know? Mm. You know, I'll tell you, as a little boy, growing up in an Italian neighborhood, every night at either Libby's or Lucibello's, you know, I had a real Italian neighborhood in, in a two-block area. Like it. <laughs> in a two-block area, you had seven funeral homes, you had three, you had four um, pizza parlors, three bakeries and mm -hmm. confectionery bakeries and so forth. But the end of the night was that. And that was, and you get it in little paper cups and you squeeze it, the little squeeze of cups. Of course. Oh, that's you're funny. all sticky all over your hands and your mother's going crazy looking at you. But the uh, very first ice cream I made in my store, in in honor of my childhood, was the Italian lemon oh, ice. Oh, really? That's so good. It's really good. I mean, honestly, I would, this is so good. I want this like in like uh, an ounce. And I know, I know, I love the cups. Like I, you know what I, I, so right now the big movement now in New York is like Ralph's Italian ices and they're like, eh, they're good. They're not, they're not the best. They're not like the bakery ices, but that's what you're talking about, the bakery store ices. Well, the bakery store ices aren't built, neither is mine, to last on a shelf. So it doesn't yeah. have the preservatives in them. Yeah. And that's, and that's what, the more mass, ones that have mass distribution, they have to have preservatives. Otherwise, they turn to ice quickly within a week or two, so. Yeah, when you see something even dig so hard to get it out, like that's like when you know that the ice isn't gonna be great. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? You know it could be great. <sighs> we're gonna make a cocktail? It's time for a cocktail. Well, what are you gonna do? Well, my last name is Cher Savani, so we're going to Italian ice. Here we go. Okay. All right. Hold on. <laughs> Okay, so Louise, this is what I love. You ready? So, I'm ready. first of all, this Italian ice is delicious. It reminds me of, like everything that was in Corona Park in New York, growing up, and like it's only fitting because Roland is from Connecticut, so it's like really delicious. And like you can smell the lemon. It's made with real lemon zest and cream, so it has like it's just it's what a lemon ice is supposed to taste like. So, for me, just tasting this, I, I know it sounds crazy. I, just, I wanted gin and tonic. Right, nuts. So we're gonna scoop in two glasses. I'm making it two, always two. Um, we're gonna scoop some of the lemon ice in the bottom about halfway, and this is like a double rocks glass we're gonna pour this in. And then in our shaker tin, we are going to mix up um, the remaining amount of the lemon ice um, with the gin, 
uh, a little bit more lemon juice. And we're, notice I'm not saying ice. No ice, right? Because you already have the ices. So you don't oh, need gotcha. more ice. And then you're gonna do two ounces of Hendrix gin out of this giant jug that you brought me. <laughs> Thank you very much, Vance. Very lovely. Where did you buy this somewhere? This is crazy. All right, so we're gonna add that. And then we're gonna add, really sounds nuts, a little bit of fresh lavender seed. And we're not gonna do much with it. We're not add, we're not we're not putting it in there because we wanted to flavor every single thing. We're just adding a little bit of layer to this, so it just has a little bit more um, like a, a little pungent ness to it. So it's still super easy. Do you have to put the, lemon, the lavender in it? You don't. If you happen to be somebody that thinks that lavender tastes like soap, do not use it. <laughs> you know, if you love lavender, which I do and appreciate it, then you're gonna add that to it to make it more cocktail-y than it is um, for, say, a little kid, right? So we're gonna add that. We're also gonna put in there just one of the, we'll put two basil. So we're gonna put two basil leaves in there just because, why not? Um, so now you have all that in there and we're gonna give this a little bit of a shake. And now, just because you have it in there, you can basically what you're gonna do is almost making a milkshake, right? So we want this to go all the way down. It's gonna dissolve. And when it gets all the way down, then we're gonna double strain it over the lemon ice and hit it with some tonic, and boom, cocktail. Boom. Steak. We're gonna have to look at this, I think, a little bit just to make sure that we can feel it dissipating, but I mean, unless I. Nope, not ready yet. You want that ball to be gone, so we're gonna keep going. Now we could cheat and add the ice to it, but. It's not gonna be the same. Oh, because the ice would then beat up the ice cream. It's more than or, that. You just don't want to add dilution to it. Yes, it's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. It doesn't need it. It needs, it's gonna get that from the tonic water as it is. This is just gonna be like something that gives it like a lot of uh, flavor. And it's like, and it looks really good actually. It looks like, you're gonna give it a little stir. Even I cheat sometimes. We'll break it up and we'll go back and give it one more shake. And if this was the uh, way for me to do the shake weight, you win. <laughs> All right, so keep going. Okay. All right, let me see what we got. Ooh, that is nice. I need this little guy. So we don't want to leave lavender seeds in our drink. We just want to have the aromatics of them with the lemon. So we're going to pour that in. Looks beautiful in there. Cocktails and <laughs> And lemon ice, I mean, seriously, I grew up in, you know, how did I never do this in New York? I don't know. So, we have the lemon ice on the bottom, and we're gonna pour in our tonic, and by the magic of gravity, if all is said and done right, this should float. If it doesn't float, that is not my fault. <laughs> that is Louise's fault, and that's it. We're gonna now ensure that it'll float. There it comes. Thank you. Thank you for participating today. It is very cold, there it comes. There we go. And a little tonic. We're gonna give it one more leap across the top. And that is that. So. That's magic. It's a magic gin and tonic, really. And a pretty little glass, so Beautiful. cheers. 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 Tell us what we got here again. Centano. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so it's nostalgic, right? You gotta, like, as soon as I taste it, it tastes so delicious, but, like, what do I love more than, you know, most, especially this time of year, the end of the, coming to the end of the summer, you know, that little Indian summer, but now because of climate, changes summers every day in yes. D.C. Um, gin and tonic, you know? So I mixed it, and we did, um, you know, 
we we just put like the gin with it, I know, shook it up. Beautiful. But we shook we shook that in in there. You know, we shook all of the ices with the gin, and then we strained it with the um, the tonic, and like it was just really nice. But adding a little bit of lavender. It's just like gives it just this little other place it goes and like it really plays with the gin well because I mean it's lavender, right? Lavender is like usually or orris root, all kind of the same like flavor profile. I really like the the basil as well. I like the earthiness. I like that on my nose when I go to It's got a slight peppery taste to it and it works so well. Gina, you've taken my great ice ice my my great ice and you've you've made a tremendous uh, product out of it. Yeah, no, this is good. This is um. What happens when you start with good product? I know. I was gonna say it's when you start with anything that's good. Anything that's good, and you put anything else that's good with it, you're really not gonna get a big piece of Michigan. <laughs> it's gonna be something delicious, Michigan. right? So, Gina, where are they gonna go get this delicious cocktail recipe? You're gonna go to Designated Drinker Show for the cocktail recipes, how to get to Mimi's. Um, follow us on Instagram, on, and you can see the tips um, and tricks and how to make a float in your own house. And if you missed any of that, <laughs> don't worry, just scroll down in your episode notes. Um, we'll have links there, of course, to designateddrinker.show. We'll have it, links to our Instagram, but most importantly, we're gonna make sure we have a link um, to Mimi's Handmade Ice Cream so that when you're in the area, you're gonna be able to know where to go. And he's gonna have so many shops soon, you're just gonna go crazy. Just go round and round I'm circles happy. on your sugar high. I know, Rockville will be the closest now to the farm, so that's good. good. There you yeah. go. I have a question for you. What's custard then? What's frozen custard? All right, custard, uh, a lot of times it's uh, French vanilla, a lot of times the word French. A custard base is with eggs. So it, it's a very rich yeah. type of ice cream. And, and most of the ice cream in France, is, is custard based, you know, their their culinary uh, experience and so forth that it demands it almost. But uh, and the custards are very rich; they're very good. I serve several custard uh, custards. I make several rather. I'll make a French vanilla. I also make a cinnamon custard crunch. As a matter of fact, crunch. Crunch. Yeah, I use Heath Bar to give it a little bit of crunch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, and and <laughs> keep talking. Yeah. More. yeah. Um, <laughs> Heath Bar is, is, You're speaking is, Gina's love yeah. language. <laughs> Heath, Heath Bar is wonderful if you want a little crunch because it doesn't get soggy yeah. and it, it complements the ice cream. I've also made- Your fillings don't always like it though, or your crown. Yeah, like yeah well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Your dentist is like, yeah. yes! <laughs> I'm like, take my teeth, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'll, I'll make it in my cinnamon. Uh, I also, I've made it in, I've made a strawberry custard which was very good also. So uh, what I'll do is, is oh, recently, ah, I made a sweet corn custard. Mm -hmm. I turned it very slow, and so it had this density to it. It was one of, just a wonderful ice cream. I, I made uh, also Italian Easter pie, the ricotta pie. Oh my God, that's my favorite. I make, I make that. Of course, in the Italian pies, they'll either put grain or rice or barley. I, I, I didn't put any of that, but it, it just flew off the shelves. And- uh, Is there any chocolate with it? Uh, no, no, I didn't put the chocolates, uh, like the cannolis, right? <laughs> I didn't put Do you the ever chocolates. make the cannoli custard? No, I was thinking about that. Oh, I let's think of that together. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's, let's work on that as a team. <laughs> a collaboration? Yes, let's yeah. have a collaboration uh, custard cream, um, French something, I don't care. Um, <laughs> as I keep rolling my chair closer to roll, I'm like, oh, let's, let's hang out. Uh, <laughs> actually, one of my best ice creams, however, 
is, and we sell, only sell it on Sunday because to make it in a gallon and a half takes me six hours. Wow. Oh God, that's uh, a it is a roasted banana nut. <gasps> and people line up for it on Sunday mornings. It's, it's, it's gone in an hour. But that one I have to, because we don't use flavoring or I don't use flavorings, I have to slice the uh, bananas. I roast them for four hours to let those sugars wow. and those flavors come out. Now see, now that, you're speaking my language. Yeah, if I, if I ever get a Michelin star, it's going to be on that particular ice cream. <laughs> that I can assure you. But, uh, yeah, fruits, vegetables, I mean, and anything that tastes good, we'll yeah. make ice cream out of it. No shock value, of course. Yeah. No shock value ice creams. They have to stand on their own. That's so good. That is so Oh, when you mean shock value, you mean like putting a bunch of crap, like a right, bunch of Fried stuff. mackerel or something. Yeah, Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people, you know, let's make bacon and eggs ice cream. It just, they, they kind of move the edge. I'm not moving the edge. Yeah. I'm staying, I, I'm making the flavors that taste great, and that's what it's all about. I cannot get over how much I love this. <laughs> I can't. Well, you'll have to come to the store. I'll give you a tour, an ice cream tour. Okay. I'll be your flight attendant. Uh, we sell flights oh of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot even right now. Uh, if you, I mean, literally, if you're listening, I mean, so we have so many listeners, like, everywhere, but, like, I mean, if you live in the D.C. area and you're not, like, going here after this episode, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. My daughter, Francesca's going to literally lose her mind. She loves gelato and she loves ice cream. When we went to Italy, she, like, was like, Mom, I think I love gelato. I'm like... You think? We've had gelato every day for two weeks. I think you're going to be okay. Yeah. And if she could never have another piece of real food again, she'd be fine. She's like like a string well, bean, and she the, loves it. The Italians, you know, they're gelato. Italians have a great knack for capturing flavor. That's the secret to all their gelatos, is they really capture the flavor, like their pistachio. It's yes. made with Sicilian pistachios. Yes. You know, the, the pistachio you get in the United States, they use a flavoring. It's almond. Yeah. It basically, it's an almond flavor. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Next time you eat pistachio, close your eyes and think about almonds. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. The pistachio in Italy is the best. Like uh, because pistachio. you get a or real... Or stracciatella, the chocolate. The, yeah. The chocolate chip there. Oh, my God. Or um, yeah. the, the cherries, the amaretto cherry what, one. Any, any, I mean, any, I'm ready to do whatever you want. <laughs> any, actually, you, actually, maybe maybe I, we can make a drink. I've got a, a, a new directions I'm going to go into the next couple of weeks. I just got a smoker. And yes. I'm going to try smoked cherries Yum. and smoked corn Okay. and make ice creams out of both of those. So I'll and then I'm going to bring that. whiskey. All right. Let's do that. Okay. Done. I think <laughs> that, right? Like old-fashioned, like all a old, different mm. version of old-fashioned. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. You're going to smoke it? That's amazing. Yes, yes. I just bought a smoker because I want to smoke cherries. Yum. For some reason, it just came to me that that would probably taste very good. I used to work with a chef that smoked sugar in so basically the same temperature you would smoke um, uh, fish at, like uh, if you were making um, um, lox, right? Mm -hmm. So it's cold mm -hmm. smoke. Mm -hmm. So he used to cold smoke um, sugar for the bar for us. Uh -huh. And he used to spin it into cotton candy. We would use smoked cotton candy in our cocktails. So I feel like smoking the sugar, you might even get more of the smoke than just the cherries. Yeah, what a great idea. Thank you. Well, t I'll give you credit. <laughs> don't give me credit. I wasn't that chef. You Gina, Gina, Gina's cherry. Oh, you no, don't have to say that. Oh, I, oh God, <laughs> yes. It's been a long time for that. Really. It's been a lot of babies and a long uh, time since that happened. Uh, um, all right. I think it's time. It is time, right? Yep. I know. I'm sad to see that I don't want him to go. I know. 
I know, but, but he's got to go make ice cream. He's got to go make the ice cream, Gina. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is how we know if you have ever listened to our show or anything. We always have one last question. And so now in this new time of, um, of, uh, of day and age, everyone identifies themselves with some sort of spirit animal. And you might um, identify yourself I'm trying to think of something that, that, that eats sugar. I can't even think of anything. Um, a car- you're no, sugar high I, I right know, now. I'm so happy. Uh, a carpenter bee, right? Because they can't stop moving, and they're always like, <laughs> and they're just, and they're not, they're not harmful except for like, you know, your they're dwellings. Worse. Except for your deck. Except for your deck, right? <laughs> um, but if you can identify yourself as an ingredient, and it can be any ingredient, whether it's to make ice cream, sorbets, food. Or cocktails, what would that ingredient be and how does it describe you? Let, let me get that st- question. If I were to become one, if, if I you were... were... If you identify as an ingredient, identify. what ingredient would define you and you would identify <sighs> with? You know, that is such a difficult question because there's so many great ingredients. And it certainly would be a fruit or even a vegetable. I mean, it First would, thing comes to your mind. Yeah, that's yeah, the banana because <gasps> of my roasted banana. Absolutely. Which, that. you know what? I'm gonna smoke the roasted bananas. Yeah, it's like a smoky banana. I bet you those, I'm gonna smoke the banana. Thank you, Gina. Versatile. Yes, you just led me on to a great idea. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm dying right now. <laughs> I'm so happy. This is the best episode. She's on a total sugar high. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming, Roland. Thank you for bringing cheers, so many of your cheers, amazing, cheers. tasty delights. Um, oh my gosh, it's so good. I know, you're over the top. I can't wait to bring Francesca. She's gonna lose her mind. You already have. I know. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to have this much sugar. My let out. I'm I just hope I don't have to call 911 when you come to the store. I mean, <laughs> Roland, I'm really not allowed out usually, so this is pretty nice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a Latino-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, we craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, please don't forget to follow, download, and review the shows. Your reviews help our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.